Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brainwash Yourself podcast, where we chat about all things that have to do with reprogramming the subconscious mind, up-leveling your existence, enjoying your reality on a greater and deeper level. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Callista. Hello, everyone. Welcome. So excited to be here. And my name is Annika, and we are super happy to be with you on the subship, our submarine spaceship traversing the landscape of the universe in which we are tweaking, refining, learning, growing, experimenting, creating, and all of the like. So today, our topic is one that is something we've been experimenting with in real time and that is the concept of making moves in silence and the way that we have been thinking about this topic is pretty self-explanatory it is the idea of when you have goals, when you have prayers, when you have things that you're working towards manifesting or bringing into your three-dimensional reality, the potency and the power of not, or being really intentional or conscious about speaking them to other people. And in the term making moves in silence, we're kind of referencing being very quiet actually about the things that you are working towards, the goals that you have and the manifestations that you are trying to uh, create and bring into your life because it can help them move into your reality in a more unimpeded manner. Like there's less room for error in terms of maybe other people's energies getting involved in them, other people having opinions on them that may like kind of slow the energy down, other people having ideas, opinions, or reactions that could uh, influence the excitement and the momentum that you had built up around this thing that you're wanting to bring in or wanting to create or wanting to do. Um, And so there are a lot of different ways that like external influence could potentially slow down or block what you're trying to create. Um, And obviously a lot of this will have to do with also like your, your beliefs around the topic. So this is not to like bring in limited belief, limiting beliefs. Like if you've already told people certain things that like you want to bring into your life that like now they're going to be blocked or all of these things. So it's nothing about that. It's just kind of um, containing the energy around something that is important to you. And that potentially leading to a more positive outcome for you. And it's something that you can experiment with and see for yourself, but it kind of has no downside to it because the less people you kind of, I think the idea around it is kind of like, if something's really important to you, maybe only tell the people, Callista had said this, that um, are like, you need to tell them because they are an important piece of like making the plan come into action. But if you don't need to tell people and it's kind of unnecessary to kind of hold back before the thing has come to fruition, because like the worst thing that could happen from experimenting from this is that you're kind of just saving your own energy from like not having to talk so much, not having to share so much. And then you can see for yourself whether this actually feels like a good practice for you because me and Callista, Callista and I experienced this in real time when we were 
and in other situations, but more specifically when we were trying to manifest an apartment, uh, which we call the library because we're both Libras and it's going to be a very studious, academic, um, philosophical, spiritual vibe. And it was actually so interesting because I have a favorite tarot reading on YouTube, a tarot reader on YouTube. Shout out to Stargirl. Calista also yeah. loves her as well. And um, in a lot of the video readings I gotten from her, which I found have always resonated very personally for me, she had mentioned um, this concept of evil eye and just about making like making moves in silence and do things. It's kind of like this idea that like maybe you're on this self-improvement journey. Maybe you're trying to change a lot of things about yourself, change a lot of things about your life. You have like these lofty fun goals. It's like, you don't have to tell everybody about them. And, um, it can be a really powerful practice to kind of contain that energy within yourself, because it's almost like that energy and that momentum that you're building towards expanding into these, in these different areas of in your, in your life. And you can, hold on to instead of spreading it out everywhere and it kind of dissipating before it can coagulate into this into this thing that you're trying to create whether it be like a new um characteristic in yourself whether it be like new habits where it be like an actual physical manifestation like in apartment and obviously if there's a situation where it feels like it's going to like give you energy or be a positive thing to share with people that is something that um is up to be determined in the moment and can only be determined by you. But I think having the idea in your mind that sometimes having restraint in this area could lead to a more positive impact or more momentum in what you're trying to create is an interesting thing to think about and like a good key and tool to have in your multidimensional toolkit of things that you use to um, impact your reality, your life, yourself with like the most potency and effectiveness. So those are my beginning thoughts. Going to toss it back to C and would love to hear what you have to think about it and say about it. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. So yeah, this is a fun topic because we have been experimenting with it and it's something that you can like play around with and just see what happens. Um, okay, so there's different ways to think about it, kind of like all the different top topics we talk about on um, brainwash yourself and everything. You can look at basically any word from so many different perspectives or any concept. So Annika mentioned the evil eye. That is a popular concept, but for those who don't know, a lot of times it refers to a symbol that's kind of like often like a blue, black, and white, like concentric circles. So it kind of looks like an eye because the black is like the pupil. And um, you can have this as kind of like an amulet on like jewelry or hang it by your door or something like that. Um, and the idea is it absorbs the evil eye, which is kind of like bad energy that other people send at you, like jealousy. And it might not be intentional. Um, and this can sound kind of like people say woo-woo. <laughs> I only ever hear people say that something they're describing might sound woo-woo. I never hear someone say like, oh, that sounds woo-woo. <laughs> but um, regardless, it's like this idea, one way to look at it, like whether you believe in this is up to you. But some people would even say that if you don't have like strong enough energetic boundaries, and maybe like this amulet, like an evil eye amulet could be an example of like a physical energetic boundary, but there's a lot of ways you can like clean up your aura, reinforce any um, like energy leaks you might have going on. Like Miriam Pasna's New Earth Mystery School is a great resource for that, that we have linked. But the idea is 
so I say all that to say, like, we always, in my view, we always have control and we can always find a way to like reframe and practice and cultivate ourselves in a way where like we can empower ourselves to basically remedy any situation, kind of like where there's a will, there's a way. And so, but the idea is if you, if we are kind of vulnerable and we might just never have heard of these concepts before and never learned like any strategies for um, basically energy or hygiene sending ill will toward us that's another word for evil eyes basically ill will then we might actually experience a heaviness or a sickness or a feeling like everything is always kind of getting sabotaged and nothing can ever go right for us and it's funny because all of those maladies could have a number of different causes. So just use your discernment and use your intuition. But the thing about evil eye, ill will, jealousy that I have really experimented with is a lot of the time and most of the time, people are not even sending this intentionally. And I feel like even I send evil eye unintentionally. Like when you, I mean, jealousy is a very normal human emotion. And if you have a practice, a self-improvement practice or like a brainwashing yourself practice of um, taking that emotion and reframing it as like, oh, this is a signal that I have potential that I want to express myself in this area, or this is a um, signal that I'm getting too attached to a certain like position or person in my life. And I'm so afraid of like them being taken from me that I need to put more stock and more value into like what I just have going on with my own life internally. Like I need to kind of make myself the main character again, or um, just reframing as being like really happy for someone. Like when you notice yourself feeling jealous, just kind of, it's, it's kind of um, effortful, but it's like, okay, I would love if that happened to me like there's enough to go around, like just because it happened to them doesn't mean it's not going to happen to me. So like, that's really great and exciting. Like I want to celebrate that that's possible for someone. Um, that's like all these ways you can reframe it. But if you're not really like conscious and trying to do that, then our subconscious might automatically kind of be programmed to be like, why them and not me? Like they, oh my gosh, I can, I can imagine right now so many things like the ego mind could just be like, they don't even deserve it. They're so fake. Like it was so easy for them. Like they got everything handed to them. Like if this thing hadn't happened to me, which I had no control over, I would have been in a position where I could have got that instead of them. Like, and all these thoughts where it's just kind of, energetically toxic like it doesn't do anyone any good um and it's not like a personal vendetta like against that person it's just kind of a sense of insecurity and scarcity and just kind of this autopilot programming that we don't even stop to look at and stop to think like we have a choice. If we just automatically our whole life have seen every example of someone seeing someone get something that they want before they do is like kind of resentful or like we've just automatically always felt that uncomfortable, bad, jealous feeling and kind of projected it onto like the person who triggered that feeling like as if it's their fault but um really anyone who 
was in that position would have triggered that feeling in us. And so it's like, or vice versa. If someone is jealous of you, it's like, it's not you. It's just the, it's like, you may have no idea. Like you may have no idea that someone basically wants something for themselves, but they are kind of in a mind trap that they have convinced themselves that it's really hard for them to get, or like, it's really unlikely. And then you, by happenstance, just um, achieve that. Of course, that is nothing that you did against them. And if you share that with them or they become aware of that and it makes them feel this kind of ill will that's nothing against you and it's really no one's fault but that doesn't mean like we want to be inviting that energy um we don't and what I've noticed is when you kind of have this practice like Annika and I we we are beginners and we're students but like we kind of practice these techniques of our um energetic boundaries or like manifesting these different outcomes that we want and so like just speaking for myself like how those things kind of come together with the evil eye and the moving in silence is like until I get to a point where I feel like my aura, my energetic boundaries, my techniques for like manifestation are so, so, so rock solid that people can throw whatever energy at me. And I don't feel like it's going to affect me. Like, I believe that that's a great place to strive for. But up until that point, it's like, why not employ these techniques or these strategies to kind of minimize this um, harmful energy you may have to process if you can, and it's going to be no harm done. And that's kind of like the making moves in silence as a technique for mitigating this evil eye and this energy that you might have to deal with and process through. It's kind of like conserving your energy um, so you can just direct it more towards this actual outcome. And so sometimes it's so hard because you want to share like what you have in the works with your loved ones and they consciously are so excited for you. Like if they feel jealous, they're going to like bite their tongue and be like, oh, that's great. Like, and they, they want the best for you. They don't want to feel jealous. And it's just kind of like a bitter, hard truth. I mean, I don't know why I phrased it like that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a bitter, hard truth. But like through my experimentation, it's funny because like I realized the more I moved in silence, the more, the less things were falling through. I noticed like sharing and I'm pretty sensitive to energy, especially emotional energy, like body language, tone of voice. Like I can easily pick up on if someone is putting on a brave face, but they are actually kind of feeling some type of way. And I respect that. And I appreciate that because you don't have control over how you feel. You have control over how you respond. And um, that's really all anyone could ask of you. But if you're noticing that you are not getting such a genuine response of like excitement and support, and then you notice those things you shared about are falling through, and then you don't share about something the next time. And it just so happens to come to fruition so easily. Or you tell someone who tells your other friend, who tells your other friend, who tells your other friend, and who knows if somewhere along the line, like it reaches someone who doesn't want the best for you. 
and something ends up falling through and then you don't tell someone and the thing ends up working out. Like that's basically the types of things that has happened to me. And it's not like, oh, this person, every time I tell them something, it falls through. And when I don't like it works out, they're obviously giving me evil eye, like don't want the best for me. Like, it's not even that, like it might just be that they are in a place where they can't help but feel jealous. Like it's very, we're a very, very, I feel like programmed and it's an easy automatic response to like compare ourselves and feel jealous. And like we're behind when someone accomplishes something before us that we would also like to accomplish. And um, it's like, no one's perfect. You don't expect that from people, but you can just kind of manage the energy. I feel like I said what I said basically twice. And that's not even to say sometimes like there's the case of like frenemies kind of fake friends like people who you just want to be careful like not to go around telling your plans to everyone because there's can even be this more overt manifestation of intentional sabotage and I don't think that's common but depending what you deal with and like what you experience it's like maybe just keep things more private so people don't have as much knowledge like what your next move is and what you're trying to do and kind of where um that could be interrupted or like where that could go wrong so and there's more ways like I could approach and talk about this idea of making moves in silence and why I think that's beneficial and this idea of kind of mitigating and preventing this evil eye is just one of them. And it's kind of the most harsh, like duality, like perspective of acting like um, you need to kind of protect yourself from harm. But I just think it's interesting, like the experiences I've had and learning about it. Like I like wearing evil eye jewelry and I wore an evil eye necklace for years. And I felt it was back when I was still kind of on my people pleasing journey and had less kind of auric integrity, less energetic boundaries and techniques. And when I would wear this evil eye, I would feel a lot less kind of, um, shaken up by like sideways comments like I felt like it was less easy for me to kind of be taken out by um just these kind of energetic jabs or what may have you and then eventually that necklace broke and that happens when an evil eye like amulet absorbs enough ill will as it will break and that's why people will recommend like don't get like an evil eye tattoo or something permanent because it's just going to be storing all that energy and you want to allow an avenue for that to just eventually all be released from your life like when the time comes um which I think is interesting and so yeah I will pass it back to Annika to hear what she thinks before I go and ramble on about like other ways to think about making moves in silence, but I do love this topic. I think it's interesting. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Awesome. Thank you, Calista. Yeah. Um, I, when you first told me about evil eye, I feel like it was like a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know what it was. Like I had heard of it before and I'd seen the evil eye symbol. And now that I'm thinking about it more, actually my grandma had given me an evil eye necklace um, like a couple years ago. And I didn't know what it was. Like I remembered that it was a spiritual symbol that I'd seen before, but I didn't realize what it was. Um, and this whole concept of evil eye, she was like, when you, when you talked about it, I, I just remember it dawning on me 
that it was something so much deeper than I realized. And something that's actually like, I don't, I, I don't want to say like common, but I think, you know, that it's not like unknown and it's super interesting to me because I never, like when I've thought about the idea of making moves in silence, I think when I was younger, it was fairly intuitive in a way. Like I just wouldn't tell people about things. And my friends, I remember were always like, Annika, how could you keep this from us? Like, how could you not give us the tea about like this guy that you were talking to for weeks? And then you don't even tell us until like officially something's going on or like that you were like all of a sudden, like you have this job that like you applied for and you're doing this thing. And like, then you reveal it to us later. Like it was so intuitive that I was like, and I remember saying it's because I don't want to get weird about it, like have anything like, like, I don't want to get weird about it before it happens. Like particularly, I remember like with talking to other people, like with relationships, I was like, I don't want to get like in my head or like analyze it in a weird way before like something actually like comes to fruition. So I feel like there are many, and I think there was an energetic component to it too, that I was like, I don't want other people's opinions. I don't want to see their reactions that like are things that are going on behind what they're expressing to me. Um, and so that was just like how I would move. And I specifically remember that a lot of my friends were like, Annika never tells us anything. And like, it was intentional because I would share things with people, but like truly once they came into fruition and it was kind of natural. It wasn't from my place of like, oh, people are gonna ruin things, you know? Because like I take responsibility also for the fact that like the part that I play in being receptive to whatever other people's reactions are, receptive to whatever other people's energy is. And that sometimes like I could even misinterpret what they think about something and that could change how I think or feel about something. So there, and there's like a fun aspect to making moves in silence because it's kind of like, um, there's this song that I've referenced to Calista and I'm trying to remember exactly how the lyrics go, but it's kind of like making move in, moves in silence, um, like waking up early or wait, what is it? Working out, sleeping and taking vitamins. Yes, exactly. Soon they'll be calling me your highness. I'm making moves in silence and it's kind of this fun vibe of like okay you don't have to you don't have to tell you can show like you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing you don't have to tell everybody what your goals are you can show the results once you actually get there and you can actually save the energy that you would have spent sharing it talking about it you know like all you have all this excitement you could channel that energy instead into the actions that will deliver what you are trying to achieve and i think there's actually psycho like there's um psychological discussion around or discussion around the psychology of when you share your goals or the things you're doing that um it kind of feels like you already accomplished something so then you are less likely to actually go out and do the thing whereas if instead you are not sharing about it all the time like the only thing that's gonna get that thing to click in your mind that something's happening around it is to actually take the action towards um accomplishing whatever you want to accomplish so that is another helpful aspect to making moves in silence. It's like, if there's like not a bunch of um, spoken action going on around it, it's kind of like, okay, you just kind of have to take the action and then the actions can speak for themselves. And I feel like it's always fun to, I don't know, it's fun to kind of like, feel like you are, um, I don't know. I find, I find, I find like fun in feeling like I'm making all these moves and doing all these things. And like, nobody really has to know about it because it's just going to speak for itself. It's just going to show for itself. And it's not that you're doing these things because you want to impress other people. It's kind of almost like one of my, um, teachers guru jugget she would also always say like the game is you and you it's like you are trying to impress yourself 
Like you are going to be fulfilled with your, with your life when you are impressing yourself, when you can show yourself what you can do. It's like a game of you and you. And, um, like if you, like, you don't need to look outside of yourself to see, um, for validation, to see if something you're doing is okay to see, um, to like be impressing anybody at all. Because like, if you get to a point where you're impressing yourself, none of that's going to matter. Um, and so I would say that that that's like one of the ways that I like to look at, um, making moves in silence. And I know some like manifestation teachers also talk about not sharing. If you specifically want to manifest something, not to share it with other people, um, for many reasons, I think for all the reasons we talked about, but like also specifically because, um, your energy just needs to remain potent around it and not swayed by the way anybody else thinks about it. And it's kind of like, if you have something you want to create or you want to bring in. And so it's this intention that goes out into the quantum field and it's like its own like energetic entity. It's like the less that you bring in any sort of, any sort of, um, conflicting, contrasting, or just like other energy around it at all. It kind of just gets to stay its own potent thing until it's able to drop in. In general, I think, you know, this is just something to like have fun with and like experiment with and have something that can add to your life. Like, I don't, I don't think it's positive at all to worry about how something might be impacted by something over here or over there, you know, just like experiment, feel like what, feel into what works for you because, the game is all about like what gives you more energy, what gives you more agility and having fun with it in the mindset of like life is a video game. How can I um, just keep traversing in a way that's really enjoyable and also produces the most effective results? And I would say like kind of an umbrella around it is, um, you know, the strategy of making moves in silence Um, and then also like watching in yourself, how you react to other people's everything, just so that you can be, it's like the energy that you put out, you're going to receive back. So I feel like when you watch in yourself, you have negative reactions to things that like other people share to you, like Calista was saying, consciously turning it around and like blessing it instead. Like, let's say you notice that whenever you walk around and you see couples, like you feel jealousy and you're like, and you feel alone. And like, that's kind of the energy you're projecting out. If you like consciously instead walk around and be like, I'm going to like send blessed energy to like every couple I see and just be like, wow, love is so beautiful. I'm so glad these people have found each other. Like that is so special. Or every time, like someone has business success and you just constantly are like, wow, that's amazing. Like bless the abundance because nothing is in, nothing is scarce. Like just because somebody else has something like that energy times a thousand is also available to you, but it's like, you can kind of open yourself up to it more, um, by truly having the energy of, blessing whatever has come to fruition for them because it's like that feeling state that leaves you receptive to receiving the same thing for yourself and it's obviously like you kind of want to go around without like being like okay I'm doing this so that I can receive it but instead just like really try to get into the frequency of um feeling those like joyful heightened emotions for other people and their accomplishments and their wins and everything that they're receiving, because ultimately, um, it's all so interconnected. And, you know, from my point of view, like we really do get what we give, especially from an energetic level. So the more we can get tuned into the subtle energies that, you know, not only we're receiving, but we're emitting, the more we can kind of play this game on a more, elevated level. So that is where I'll leave it back to you. See, love that. I feel like when it comes to making moves in silence, basically conserving your energy 
it's a huge benefit and a huge reason to practice that because everything takes energy and there's only so many hours in the day, you know, you're in a human body. We, um, can really benefit from kind of prioritizing where we direct our energy because in most cases we have desires. So we can prioritize directing our energy in ways that will be more or less successful in bringing about these desires. And So that's kind of this idea that Annika mentioned about like, it's kind of like a need to know basis, like share, share your goals and plans on a need to know basis with people who can help you, who are going to partner with you, maybe people who you really respect and you want their advice. Um, people who have expertise and information that you feel like would help you. So when you are spending your energy sharing your plan and having this interaction and this conversation, you are benefiting in a way that gets you closer to whatever outcome you're trying to achieve. So it's like that return on investment, like maybe you put in this much energy and it gets you this much, this many steps closer. But if you are sharing what you're up to with someone who is not gonna move the needle at all, you just wasted your energy, didn't benefit, so now you're kind of worse off than where you started because you're in the same position with regards to your goals, but you have less energy because you kind of just wasted some. So that's one kind of simple way to think about it. And then like we do Kundalini yoga or meditation or even just brainwashing yourself to have this self-concept that things are easy for you and take less energy can also impact how much energy you have and how much energy you need. So it's not just like, oh, you have this many energy points per day, like spend them wisely, like only use this many words. So it's way more nuanced than that, as I'm sure you guys know, but that's a really simple way to describe it. And when, like me, I talk a lot and it can be hard when I'm of talking to someone to be present enough to decide what to say and what not to say. And I'm getting a lot better at it, but it's like, I've been in situations in the past where it's like, if there's an awkward silence, I'll just basically say whatever thought pops into my mind, just to like make conversation. And it's like, well, how would it feel to have a thought and not share it? And it's so funny because for, it seems like for me um, and my personality, when I'm just kind of being unconscious and being on autopilot, that was kind of like an unfamiliar feeling to me. Like, wow, what is it like to have a thought and not share it? Like, um, but when I started to prioritize it and realize like, sometimes I'm kind of oversharing and it's kind of causing me strife because I might have anxiety about it later or like regrets. So I'm starting to notice more and more how challenging it is for me to just take a breath and decide not to say something in a social situation and kind of thinking about that and working on it and then getting to a point where you can actually have that experience of deciding to keep something to yourself and a lot of the time it actually feels really good because sometimes we are not benefiting from the response we get. And it's, it can be 
such a waste of energy. Like kind of like when someone rains on your parade, it's like, say you thought of a really cool idea that you're really excited about and someone asks you like, oh, how was your day? And you're just so used to answering whatever question automatically with the first thing that comes to mind, like not so practiced and being so discerning of how you use your words and what you share about yourself. And you just share how excited you are about this idea. And they're like, oh, like they don't even have to say anything. You can just tell from their energy. Like they think it's unrealistic. Like they think it's weird. And the thing is like, that could have been a million dollar idea. And now your parade got rained on, or maybe you get triggered and now you're wasting energy. You could have spent on your idea thinking about, um, like you're upset that this person didn't think it was a cool idea. And it's like, you didn't even need to share, share your idea with that person. And when you keep it to yourself, like, or before you shared it, you had that like sparkly, excited feeling. It's like, you can kind of keep that alive and it's like a nice special feeling like you don't need to get external validation or like share in your excitement to feel good and like benefit from your plans and your ideas so I just share that for because for me that was kind of like unfamiliar until just the past couple years and now it's like when I am doing something cool or have a cool, funny idea and I don't like um, share a picture of like what's going on, like I can just keep it as like my private memory, for example, like it's a nice feeling to not always have to be um, kind of living life for this like imaginary audience. And it just becomes such a habit that you are always kind of sharing and sharing and sharing. And it's kind of an energy leak. And so here's the other thing is like about nuance and being discerning. Because there's always nuance, like it's always up to your own discernment and your intuition, what is appropriate and what's happening in a certain situation. But it's not as simple as talking to someone else about your idea before it happens is an energy leak. So keep it quiet to conserve as much energy as possible and your idea will come into refreshing faster and faster. It's not that simple. One way of looking at it is like we all are like reality generators. Like we all have life force energy and an electromagnetic field coming out of our heart. And we can practice like having various levels of influence um, over our energy field. And so to varying degrees, like people have really powerful and self-directed energy fields. And for those people, their intentions really impact the physical reality that we all experience together because of their choices um, and because of their influence. And if someone really powerful gets on board with your vision, that can be a huge, huge boost. But if someone really powerful hears your vision and gets the idea to just, for example, steal it and do it for themselves, because it's such a good idea. It's like, now this person basically is generating an opposing reality like this reality where you invent this idea that you're trying to generate is um can almost kind of be overpowered and overtaken by this opposing reality and that's only just one way of looking at it because there's room for everyone to succeed and no one can do things like with your exact energy 
signature and we don't want to put you guys in a box of like what can't happen if you do or don't do anything like there's always an opportunity to turn things around in my opinion but um I just say that it's like you can experiment and notice over time when you share with certain people and it kind of solidifies the energy even further because they are able to hold that same vision versus if you're going to share with someone and it is going to bring this energy into your field that is kind of dissonant like resonance and dissonance like dissonant with this frequency that you are cultivating um so so yeah and that is um Oh, and I loved what you were saying, Annika, about how like that came so naturally to you and like you wouldn't tell your friends you're talking to a guy until like you're more official or you won't tell them you're applying for a job like till you get it because like you don't want to like get so in your head or like be too weird about it because it's almost like there's nothing to talk about. It's like, it's just still forming. It's like, we get so excited that we want to kind of rush and like get ahead and like kind of act like what is about to happen is happening. And then it's like, it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, it's like, well, then it's like, wait, where am I? Like I've been living in non-reality and it's, there's kind of like a break and um so yeah and there's even more I want to say like that's just another take on it from like um looking at how we're conserving energy and like managing energy and directing energy when it comes to our creations and there's other ways there's even one last way that like I think making noobs in silence is really beneficial but before I get into it I want to see what Anika thinks. Hi. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say that I to piggyback off of the last thing that you were mentioning, um, that like I was picturing like when you have an egg before it like is about to be hatched, like you just like don't want to be messing with it a bunch. And so I just, you know, it's just like this beautiful egg and it's just like you and the egg and you're hanging out with the egg and you're vibing with the egg and like you don't need anyone else's opinions about the egg because like you and the egg are vibing and you're having a good time and um you don't need anyone else to know that you're having a good time because you're just hanging out doing your thing. And I was just getting a really cute visual from that. So I had to share. And then um, I also just wanted to mention, it's kind of like, I, I adored what you were saying about basically having this special feeling to yourself, like this sparkly feeling within yourself. It's kind of like when you live from a space of not needing to tell people outside of you, what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, like what, like all these different things, um, you can kind of develop a more intimate relationship with yourself. And then also, you know, with God, goddess, a higher consciousness, you know, source, like universe, whatever you want to call it. And if that doesn't resonate for you, then just you and you a more intimate relationship with yourself. But like, for me, it's like, I think about like, okay, I have, you know, you have these things that you're moving towards and it's like you have a team on your side. It's like you and you, like you and your higher self, you and a power higher than you. And like, 
you're all like this, you're like this inner circle who is moving, making moves in silence together. And it's kind of like fun and powerful to feel the energy around that. And then to become more intimate with it because it's like intimacy with your own power of creation, with your own will and ability to um, project and create in this reality. And it's kind of like when you pull that gaze inward, when you pull that energy inward and you project it forward and you start creating from that space and you're existing within that space, um, it's really powerful and it's really cool to experience. And it's something that can continue to like develop as like you deepen your relationship with your own creative force and with whatever force you, um, enjoy to imagine co-creating with. So that was my final thought around the making moves in silence. I think it's a fun, mysterious vibe. And I hope anyone who's listening feels like it can just be a fun aspect of this life to create with, because as Calista was saying before, like ultimately the brainwash yourself podcast is about how your beliefs create your reality. So you don't need to install belief systems that are going to be unbeneficial towards you. Um, but there are certain kind of gears and kinks in this matrix reality that I think, um, can make things a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. And so take what resonates, leave the rest and, yeah, Calista, I'm interested to hear in the final ways that you were thinking about this topic. Yes, yes. Um, well, I loved what you said about the eggs and it reminded me of the phrase, don't count your chickens before we hatch. And like, that's what I kept saying when we were, so we were house hunting and we were, we found a good place and I was stressed out you guys I was like because I wanted this place so bad and I did not want to relax until I had signed the lease and submitted the deposit like I felt like even past like the verbal confirmation and like receiving the lease and like this 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 it's like something could always go wrong and like there's nothing worse than getting so excited and kind of like getting your hopes up and then like that makes disappointment like so much worse and this sounds like I feel like so many of the things that I've been saying in this episode are kind of like quote unquote negative and I don't know if you guys have heard of like spiritual bypassing or like toxic positivity or like it's not like we're trying to be positive all the time um I'm just saying I'm not trying to make it sound like it's positive to always be in that mindset of thinking like anything can always go wrong at any moment because why not be in that man that mindset of thinking like I could experience a miracle at any moment it's like you can choose and then if you are kind of expecting something then our brain filters in our sensory perception evidence through a certain lens because we are perceiving so much more than we are consciously processing so it's always good that's literally what brainwash yourself podcast is all about like it's always good to set yourself up mentally for success so but you don't want to get attached to outcomes and I feel like that's also where it comes in it's like I didn't want to count my chickens before they hatched because um, then you're kind of getting attached to this outcome that hasn't even happened. And that's why detachment is such a great tool in our toolbox for brainwashing ourselves because when we're dwelling in our disappointment longer than necessary, 
it's not my desire. Like I'm not brainwashing myself in that direction. That's just like my personal choice. So anyway, I don't know how I got on this tangent, but it's just like, that's why I loved your idea, even though I ended up going in a different direction of just like vibing and having a great time with your egg. Cause it's like, yeah, it's an egg, not a chicken. And it's like, don't <laughs> act like that was chicken because you're not. <laughs> and eggs are great too. That's the thing. It's like, I love eggs, but it's really sad if it's like, I'm thinking of it as like my friend chicken that never came to be like, wow. So I mean, anyway, that's kind of, <laughs> that's one analogy for you. But my last thought was going to be about this idea of making moves in silence. And it's about what Annika was talking about, about showing, don't tell, show, don't tell. And it's like that classic cliche, actions speak louder than words. And it's so true. That's a good relationship tip too. Like if you're ever feeling confused in a relationship, like act as if you had never heard a word they said and see if that makes things a lot clearer. But um, basically something about show, don't tell, action speaking louder than words is making moves in silence is really, really good for your reputation because people more often, there's two different experiences people could have. Like you may have had an experience where someone said they were gonna do something and didn't end up happening. Like they didn't follow through. Or there's also an experience not saying these are like the only two types of experiences, but there's another type of experience where you didn't even know someone was working on something or they didn't even give you a heads up and like they ended up doing something without even being asked or without even, um, it's kind of like a surprise and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you like had this talent or whatever it may be. That's just like a example. Um, and... So if, if you are having an experience of someone consistently like saying they're doing something and then it doesn't happen versus like if you have a experience of someone consistently just kind of making things happen, like popping out, it's like who is earning a better reputation and who is earning more respect? Like who are you going to count on who are you going to recommend to someone else? Um, so basically, I feel like sometimes people can kind of fall into a trap of like trying to impress others and basically saying stuff to sound impressive that like, yeah, that would be really impressive if you did that. Basically saying, saying that they are doing these things or have done these things or are going to do these things and get the things are really cool, but maybe something about their energy or who knows what it might be. Like it's not coming across as impressive as if they had actually done those things because it's just not believable. Unlike the right. energy there, or maybe you know them well enough. Right. Or like, just didn't even need to talk about it. Like you find out about it. They didn't even need to tell you. And you're just like, oh, you did that cool ass freaking thing. And like, you weren't even trying to tell me about it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. cool too. Like when people, when people are humble mm -hmm. or like are not even, um, yeah, like just are doing really cool things and they're not even bragging about it, let alone like bragging about cool things they have not even done. Right. They're sh straight up making moves in silence. Yeah. And that is so much more impressive. And it's like, even if that's the thing, we can all change our mind. Like it doesn't have to be evil eye why you, you talked about something that's going to happen and then it doesn't end up happening. And it's like, 
we all have the right to change our mind and that's fine if the energy is not there, but it's kind of like chipping away at your reputation. If you're always like saying you're so excited about these things and you change your mind and it never ends up happening. It's like you are coming across as the person who's like always starting things they're not finishing. Whereas if you're always starting things you're not finishing and no one knows about them, but you're, you're finishing things and that's when they find out then it's like you are preventing that kind of flakiness of like being perceived as someone who cannot follow through and like it's all like, talk and no action all talk and no action it's like it's just not high caliber like in kundalini yoga talking about being like a high caliber person it's like a high caliber person like gets things done follows through like you can count on them like it's not it's like um it's reliable consistent and I feel like with social media we have the opportunity to be such an open book and like we can see people announcing whatever and like they seem really successful so sometimes I feel like I could see falling into a trap where you feel like announcing more things and see, seeming like you're doing a bunch of stuff on social media is a way to become more successful when really it's what people are doing not on social media that is making them successful and making um making it so they even have anything to share about like it's mm -hmm. just fake and so I feel like there's like this cheesy quote that's like drop off the face of the earth for six months and just like grind like hit the gym study like work whatever it may be and then when you pop out you have basically glowed up because social media is just a distraction and like who cares what audience you have along the way like you want your outcome like you don't want the outcome of being someone who wants what you want like you want the outcome of someone being someone who has what you want so why waste time like trying to cultivate this artificial image of someone who is always like one step behind their plan. Like, it's just so pointless. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, it absolutely I, makes sense. And it reminds me of the, how you always say like over promise, sorry, under promise over deliver. And that's even like with yourself, like, you know, like to step out of the chrysalis and be like, kaboom. And like, you didn't even tell anybody, anybody is going on. That's like the definition of like, under promising and over delivering. Yeah. And, um, it's like being mysterious. Like, I feel like people are so accessible and can be such an open book and like people have such an imagination. And if you are not cluing them in to every little detail and every little behind the scenes, it's like, wow, what are they up to? Like they're up to something really cool. And I'm not saying like, this is funny, like your reputation, like really, um, there's this affirmation I like, like my opinion of myself is the only one that truly matters. Like, I really believe that. And I am like a recovering people pleaser. And it's like, I don't think that it is beneficial to be out here, like pursuing your reputation. I feel like it's a moving target. Um, but it's just a benefit to like making mm -hmm. moves silence is it's it has this effect of making you seem like respectable interesting reliable high caliber yes. someone like people want to know what's going on with them want to know who you are um and yeah, it's like leave some room for people to wonder and 
it's kind of like this idea of surveillance that I, I follow this girl, Kiki Muncy, and I get so many cool ideas from her. She's like so creative in her thinking. And she talks about this idea of surveillance and how it kind of kills intimacy. And it's like, you're showing up to someone that you could be cultivating like a cool friendship or acquaintanceship or like relationship with. And it's like, oh, you've already stalked each other's Instagram. So it's like, oh, I don't know how to tell you that I um, already know what you do, already know what you're up to. It's like, <laughs> let's leave some room for like chemistry and mystery. So yeah, that's really all I have to say. Um, but it's something that's been on our minds and something that is fun to do, make moves in silence and kind of um, pop out with something to actually show people and mm-hmm. actually celebrate once it's set in stone and no energies can really shake it up. So let us know how it goes for you. You can email us at brainwashyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear. And do you have any last thoughts, Annika, before we send everyone on their lovely way? No, I love how you were ending on the note of like mystery and mystique, because I feel like potentially in today's climate and day and age, it's um, maybe like in under accentuated currency. And I think that's so fun. And I feel like that's a really good place to end it and to allow people to like play with it and leave it um, and do with it what they may, because also the less that you know about someone, like the less things you have to exactly, it leaves more room for people to like play in their imagination and also more room for there to be like legitimate intimacy and like getting to know each other later on. So yes, please email us. Um, like Calista said, brainwashyourself at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would so love if you rated it five stars on Apple podcasts. Uh, we heart you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I feel like every podcast is like a full on journey because sometimes we got to warm up. We got to lay the foundation. And if you hung out with us until the end, you're a star. You're amazing. Um, and we appreciate you so much. We will catch you on the next one. We love you guys. Be safe. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> At all times. Yeah. <gasps>